Hi there, church family. It's good to be with you today for a sermon recap. We haven't done one of these in a couple of weeks, I think, because of the because of the holidays and different reasons. But we are we are back, starting a new series on Sunday mornings that will last for a little bit. I'm not sure how long. Probably probably close to Easter since Easter's so early this year. Easter's in March, um, so at least January and February probably be in this series looking at uh, the life of Joseph which we find in Genesis 37 all the way to the end of Genesis which is Genesis 50 a lot of a lot of words on Joseph um, a lot of ink given to uh, this man and in his life is a fascinating one and so it's one that I hope that we can look at together and and learn from uh, and as I mentioned Sunday morning Joseph's Joseph's life was a long time ago. Thousands of years separate us from from Joseph. Um, but yet we'll still see there's a lot of similarities, I'm sure. Now, I'm guessing, I guess I could be wrong, but I'm guessing most people who listen to this haven't been like sold by their siblings into slavery or anything like that. But um, what we will see is we'll see God's hand and God's providence in Joseph's life. And I'm hoping that that's something we see uh, as well in, in our life. So that's the that's the goal is to look at Joseph. Now we read out of Genesis chapter 37, verse one and two, and this talks about the line of Jacob, and it goes straight to Joseph. And so I thought it would be relevant to do some background on Joseph's life, and in doing that, focusing in on his on his father. Uh, but it is important to know that Joseph comes from Jewish royalty. And what I mean by that is the big three of the Jewish people is his family. It's his great-granddad, his grandfather, and his father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so this is important to know in thinking about Joseph's life, his heritage, and what he and what he comes from. And again, I think that people might think in their mind that if this is the family that you come from, you had a good life, that you, you've been set up for great success. But yet with Joseph, we, we actually see a lot of turmoil, a lot of heartache. And a lot of that even comes from his family before he was married or before he was a man, um, when he was in his own father's home. And so uh, we spent this past Sunday looking at the life of Jacob, uh, Joseph's father, in his family. And the reason for that was to see the difficulty that was faced in his, in his life. Um, Jacob's an interesting uh, character. I actually did a good chunk of this sermon on a Sunday evening um, when I was already thinking about Joseph and stuff some, uh, was looking at Jacob's life, and so did a, a shorter sermon, I guess, on a, on a Sunday evening, and so expanded that some this past Sunday Sunday morning. Um, but we go through Genesis 25 all the way to Genesis 36. Are you guys texting each other back and forth? Is that what no, you're I didn't Scott just text Spencer is trying to distract the podcast. Yeah, I didn't do any. I did not text that. Working against he got a vibration that was not from me. It wasn't me. I, it, my phone didn't vibrate. Oh, it could be from Tim or Dave's, I guess. I got an email. Oh, Dave. I got an email, but I, I'm not looking at it. Right. I'm focused. I'm listening. Right. I'm locked in. 
I mean, you guys can just talk to each other. You don't have to text. You write it. I'm just, you're, you're six feet we're from trying each other. To but we text each other so seldom. I want to take the opportunity while it's here. Yeah. I'm surprised Spencer responded. We're just taking the opportunity to explore the new church texting software feature we've got. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which so works. Got to work out the kinks. So not at all. Right now. It's apparently a little disruptive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not tracking with Jacob whatsoever. Yeah. Or, or Joseph whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll the next mass text I'll send out will be if you're looking at this, you shouldn't be. And I'll send it like during service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like everybody all, all, gotcha. like, oh, all of a gotcha. sudden Jim sees everybody look down. It's like, <laughs> everybody all at once will feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay, so looking at Wake the up. looking at the life of Jacob, because Jacob I could do a mid sermon wake up text. Wake up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, it's time for that seven inning, seventh inning stretch. Everybody, Tim. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Tim. Is go Tim's ahead. fly down? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's staring very yeah. intently. All yeah. of a sudden, you're like <laughs> awkward. You everybody lean in. <laughs> Stay up behind that pulpit. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Yeah, well, funny. Anyways, Jacob. That's where we're at, Jacob. So the goal yesterday was to get through Genesis 25 all the way to Genesis 36. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do my best to summarize Jacob's life, to go through some of the stories that we know um, about Jacob and his family, again, as an introduction into into Joseph's, into Joseph's life. I actually enjoy doing sermons like this, I'm finding out, like stepping back. Um, there's something to be said about taking a, like a small passage and... and preaching that passage. I'm not saying I don't like doing that. I but I do like doing this where you you step back kind of and you take a bunch it's easier in narrative too, of course. Yeah. Um but to uh like looking at Jacob's life and then trying to think of his life in total, saying what was God doing here? What do we see in Jacob and how does that apply to the gospel? How does that apply to uh, me uh, today? I do I do like doing that the best that I, you know, to the best of my abilities, at least. Um, because I think, at least in this situation, it it kind of brings Jacob home a little bit. Because as I had mentioned, uh, you guys can tell me what you think about this. I just really think all of us, when we think of biblical characters, we do put them in the line a lot of times with um, Frodo and people like that, like <laughs> fantasy characters. I don't think we would say that. We wouldn't say they're fictional characters, but in our mind when we think about them, I don't think we always think about them being on the same planet that we are on in the in it being the same. You know, I like this maybe this is very odd and that's okay. I remember as a kid watching television and you would see an old show and it'd be in color, but I remember thinking that's not very vivid color. It doesn't look very good. And in my head thinking, is that how they saw color back then? Like mm-hmm. now, today, we just see it. And having to think through like, no, these World War II documentaries that I'm seeing that are sketchy color, it was just as vivid as life is to me. The same sun, right? The same moon and stars. But still, in our head, when we think back, I just think we we don't put it on the same playing field as us all the time. And I think that's especially true for these biblical characters like Abraham, like like Moses, like Joseph, like Jacob, like David. Um, I don't know my my way off on that. Do you guys think or that's good? 
No, I don't think you're way off. I mean, it's kind of understandable why that's the case. I mean, the things that Jacob experienced in life, a lot of them are outside of our experience, you know, living as a shepherd, you Mm -hmm. know, wandering around with all that. I mean, wrestling with God, things that we don't ever expect to experience. So it's like a lot of the things that happen in these characters' lives seem pretty crazy. So it, it that's why it seems kind of um, fiction, you know, like Frodo or something like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I, so I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just try to, when I think about these guys, again, we don't want to put too much into it. We want to read what Scripture tells us and gives us because there is a danger, I think, in adding a lot of a lot of stuff to that of, of what they might have been feeling or thinking at the time when we don't, doesn't really tell us uh, what it says. But um, I do try to think of them as humans who went through things and had relationships and um, enjoyed the relationships and had struggle in relationships. And we see that very early on in the life of, of Jacob, even in the story of his of his birth. We know he's a, a twin. Uh, it doesn't seem like they were identical twins, right? It seems like they looked very different, but they but they were twins. And right away, as we're introduced to Esau and Jacob, we know by Jacob's name and by the story he was holding on to Esau's heel as as they were being born, that uh, Jacob was called a a cheater, a, a deceiver, a heel clinger is what it is what it says there. And oftentimes in the in scripture. The name is very important because it's describing character also. Um, and so we see that even like when uh, people would have their name changed in, in Scripture, there usually would be a, a reason. Uh, Dave, just so everybody knows the clinking, Dave is having a mixed drink right now while we're on, uh, <laughs> while we're on the podcast. So if you hear a slight clinking in the background with a spoon, and that, that's Dave. Yeah, got to do what you got to uh, <laughs> do. What you gotta do. <laughs> this one's stirred, not shaken. Yeah, stirred, not shaken. <laughs> You're hearing the stir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. And that's a good point. Just, you know, oftentimes that. That name, the Hebrew names especially, denote the almost a, almost like a character or a destiny. Like Moses, his, the name Moses means literally to be drawn out, mm-hmm. and it's very uh, not only picturesque but very kind of um, character or defining, if you will. So I think that was a good point that you made about Jacob. So mm-hmm. for sure. And so we, yeah, as we're introduced to Jacob, that's what we think about, right? And uh, this this cheating, and it goes right away, right after his birth. Uh, narrative is to him uh, stealing the birthright from his from his brother. Um, his brother's hungry. He's made food. His brother asks him for food, and he says, "Well, give me your birthright. Then sell it. Sell it to me for this stew." And again, Esau makes a dumb decision, a bad decision. But you just again see some of the characteristic of Jacob, just always needling to get an advantage, always needling to think about Jacob first. And really, we see that in his in his life as we as we continue on this is this is what he does he later on he he needles his way to get the blessing from his father with the help of his with the help of his mother um to rob esau which in that case esau didn't do anything wrong <laughs> esau did exactly what his dad told him to do go out and hunt mm-hmm. he did that he made food he must have been a really good hunter too i think about this this was a side note so here's oh go ahead sorry you're go ahead i thought you were done i can be well, I'm going to talk about hunting now. So oh, if you have right. something more important, go ahead. I know. I like hunting. We can talk about that. Because in the story, 
his his mother hears this, says, go kill a goat for me. Go get a goat or whatever, and I'll make stew. He does that, makes the stew, goes and feeds his dad. His dad eats it. Right when that is done, Esau's come back, killed something, and cooked it, which means he almost killed wild game as fast as Jacob mm-hmm. killed the goat that was just sitting outside, which means he was a very good hunter. He did it really quickly. Mm. That, that's what I've always thought about that. Wow. Like, he didn't have to track the game a long time. Yeah. He must have saw it, knew where it was, stalked it, and got it. I was going to say, I have always wondered, what was the game? What was it doesn't say. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe... Uh, Mountain goat? I don't know. Camel? But Ram? I, I wouldn't think it'd be a goat. They'd probably got all kinds of goats around. Like, why would you want a mountain goat when you got a house goat? Yeah. Who knows? Well, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know either. What I was going to ask is when I've read this story, I've always wondered, and this is a real question because I don't think I even know the difference now. What is the difference between um, the the birthright that Jacob gets and the blessing? What's the difference between those yeah, two I didn't, things? I didn't put a lot of study into that. I thought the same thing. I thought people probably wonder that, but I was like, I'm doing a big overview here. I'm not going to okay. dive Spencer. into that now. Spencer, what's the difference? You know. I've preached through this passage before, but <laughs> okay. I forget. They're probably distinct, but yeah. <clears throat> they're related. I think they're, yeah, they're kind of, you know, that the priority or the firstborn, especially in Jewish understanding, in, is, in the Hebrew understanding, is, is the birthright, and then that birthright, the blessing goes along with it. So it's kind of hand in hand, but there may be a distinction as far as the kind of how it was done. I don't know. So yeah, yeah I can imagine hunting with Esau, you know, and sitting in the, all right, now we got an adult right here coming along. <laughs> he probably had a Southern accent. All right, now get over here. <laughs> I went to, I was just like sitting there just I can imagine him just sitting there, just whispering the whole time. I also wonder how dumb Isaac is that he felt the skin of an animal and thought it was Esau. Or, or how? <laughs> There's no way. There's how no hairy. way. I tell you, if man. you feel like deer hide, you saying very, the Bible's not telling It's very different. No, I'm saying it doesn't <laughs> the, say that Isaac w- was dumb. It's a different. But maybe he was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use a line that many people will use in regards to another thing in the Bible. Their deer were different than our deer today. Okay, so. <laughs> they had hair. hair like a man. Yeah. So I mean, and I don't. We don't know what kind of game. Well, I guess I it was a goat. Is it a Probably goat? goat? Yeah, it was goat yeah. skin he put on him. And we felt, I've felt a goat before. There's different types of goats, though. The fainting goat. But they're pretty the hoarse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I felt a fainting goat. Is <laughs> like the one that screams? That's, that's what he got. when you yell, it faints. Oh, what's you the screaming goat? There's a screaming yeah, goat. Yeah, there is a screaming goat. Yeah, there are screaming goats, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Is they, they put that with the James Canup song. Yeah, you're looking for a city looking song. For a city. <laughs> looking for a city. It's been the best sermon review ever. Oh really good. <laughs> these are deep theological questions. Yeah, yeah. what was yeah. it like hunting I've, with these? I songs? have really always wondered about the difference between those things, though. The, mm-hmm. the yeah. blessing and the. Uh, I think they the are connected right. in a way, but yeah, yeah. What you see is Esau giving up his status as firstborn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then you see that playing out in the in the blessing, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't necessarily planned that way. But in God, God that's how that's how it worked out. Yeah, with His providence. And I mean, even then, like I think you you kind of said this whenever you were uh, introducing us. But looking at the big overview, like that is a question I have as I read the story. I don't know how important the difference is, though, to the overall story. Yeah, to the overall like, story. I that is know. part of a danger of looking at narrative passages. Mm-hmm. Is like you said, reading in details about this is how they felt, this is mm-hmm. what they were thinking, this is what they were... It's like, the Bible tells us what it tells us, mm-hmm. and that they, they included specific details and they left certain stuff out, because what they left out wasn't apparently important for the main point. Yeah. And uh, and so, 
you know, I you know, we don't need to like pick at it and but I have always wondered, so I didn't know if you'd come across anything. So no, I didn't. maybe next week. Maybe. Maybe I, we could do that. Maybe you could do that. Look it up, research it and come back to us. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, can't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So after this scene of the blessing, um, Esau's ticked off, wants to kill Jacob. Um, that is found out. So Jacob flees uh, with his father's blessing. He goes to Laban, his uncle, to look for a wife there because his mother and father do not want him to marry somebody of the land, which Esau hears about and says, I'm going to go do that then because I'm mad at my parents. Well, he's already married uh, <clears throat> a couple of women, right? Uh, yeah, in, in verse 34 of chapter 26, he's married Judith, the daughter of the Hittite, Basemath, the daughter of the Hittite. So he's taken two wives already that are Canaanites. And so I think what he does is he goes over and marries an Ishmaelite woman now. Because he's thinking, yeah, he does. all right, yeah, so Jacob's going to marry one of the family relatives. Well, Ishmael's got some kids here. That's kind of my dad's half-brother, you know, mm-hmm. so I'll take. He's kind of trying to get back in their good favor, I think, in some ways, too. Yeah. So he goes to uh, Laban on his way there. He has a dream, and it's of God of God blessing him, saying he sees a ladder and all this, and um, God, is, God is blessing him and saying, you, I basically, like, I, I have chosen you in, the, in this line. Same with Abraham, same with Isaac, now of, of Jacob, uh, which, again, I think is, for us, is out of place. When you read this story right now, you're like, Jacob is the, the turd of all this, <laughs> and why is he the one being chosen here? Uh, but it is. This is who God has, this is who God has chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so then he goes on to, to Laban. Laban kind of is deceptive as as well. It's Jacob a, beats his match. <laughs> yes, he's running, running his running the family. He he wants to marry Rachel, and so he says, "I'll work for seven years for her." Uh, then some trickery happens at the wedding. Somehow, again, this is where we could conjecture a lot and try to think of what happened. But he, he's not given Rachel. He's given Leah. There, he wakes up. He has a wife that he didn't expect. He's frustrated, so he goes to uh, Laban and says, what is going on here? Laban says, I can't give you my younger daughter before the older, so that's why I did this. So they work something out to work seven more years. Now, I did have a question. I could just imagine like what that conversation, you know, I, I really wanted to, but. Like, don't I, you think we should have had this conversation seven <laughs> years ago? You know, I was going to do it, but then I found out, I realized everybody's really saying, you know, you should be given the older first. And so what was I supposed to do, Jacob? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, you work another seven years. So you in know, my mind. I make it okay. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> you think of a mafia boss. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, i make you another deal. <laughs> so I had always thought in my head that he worked seven years, got Leah out of a trick, had to work seven more years, and then got Rachel. But that's not really right. the story. He got Rachel right away after a week of being with Leah, and then he had to work seven years because of that. I'd never noticed that, I guess, uh, detail. I'd always thought he had to just be with her for seven years now. comes, But I was, I was wrong about that, so... So now we have sister wives. Now we have sister wives, which doesn't go well. Does not go well. Mm-mm. It does not go well because uh, they fight each other. They do not like each other. Uh, they also have uh, servants. What is it called? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Hmm? Bill yeah, female Zilpa. servant. Yeah, yeah, that's a female servant. Who, again, this is just so odd to me. But 
your wife just being like, "Hey, uh, I think I think you should have a kid with the servant." And like that was a standard okay. practice. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, sure. That was standard operating procedure in the Middle East at the yeah, time. Yeah, which is I mean yeah. that's what that's what they did with Hagar. Yeah, no, you're that right. Was the yeah. point with Hagar, right? Because once could, again, it ran in the family. Yeah, yeah. They, and they, well, and what's helpful too is, it's not that they were doing something that the world thought was weird. It's that they were acting like the world, right? Yeah. At this moment, because this was a cultural custom. Uh-huh. This is what you could do, and the idea was is that through the servant, um, the family could be legitimately built up. So she's, and it's not like these children are now born out of wedlock in the way that we think about it. They're just born through. You got two capital W wives with two lowercase W wives yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you would think, I mean, for somebody that was wealthy enough to have a servant like this, I mean, that kind of practice to the world makes sense. Yeah. Because of, like, the uh, mortality rate you gotta have of mothers. But, yeah, your family wants to have kids. So yeah. if you have a servant that can have your kid for you and you don't have to risk your life in childbirth, right? oh, that sounds like a great idea mm-hmm. to the world. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, they would look at what we do today, for instance, right? You have, you do have women, right, who will be surrogate, surrogate mothers, mothers yeah. carrying other people's babies for them. Mm-hmm. And they would look at that. They would look at us today and like, that's crazy. <laughs> but we look at it today and we think that's just a, you know, some people look at that and think that's a, that's a wonderful thing. But uh, anyway. So just, Jacob ends up having children with four different women. Um, he has, ends up having 12 that yeah. we Plus have. a daughter. Yep. Plus daughter. Um, Dinah. Dinah, who comes up later. Blow your horn, Dinah. Blow, you know that song? <laughs> Is that from her? Yeah. <laughs> Dinah, won't you blow? Dinah, won't yeah, you Yeah, I know the song. Dinah, won't you blow your horn? But that's horn. not from this text. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Sorry to bust your bubble. <laughs> He's like, man. Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. Yeah, it's Shechem. <laughs> yeah, Shechem's in the kitchen. I oh, know. Boy. Oh, man. It's getting dicey in here, folks. <laughs> All right, I need to cut it out, don't I? Yeah. We have three of these to do today. That was good what you did. <laughs> so, anyways, we have we have 12, 12 boys here, right, that are listed. And this is important. Why is this important? Why are the 12 important? This is the church. Yeah, these are the twelve. These are the twelve tribes. <laughs> these are the people of God. These are the tribes. people of God. A TLC yep. reality TV show, <laughs> yeah. and God says, "These are my people." Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> it really is crazy to think about, and that's that's really what I wanted to bring out yeah. in the whole sermon. Is like this: this is not how we would say it should be. Mm-mm. It is messy. Mm-mm. It is completely ugly. You have a family full of cheats and deceivers and murderers. Incest. Reuben sleeping with his dad's wife. Yeah, you You just have so much anger in the family. Jealousy. It's not this Mm -hmm. picture-perfect thing where you think, man, I just wish I could have been there with Abraham. No, you don't don't want to do that. You you look at Joseph. I I think people like... This is pushing forward some. You look at Joseph's life and you're like, man, I wish I could have had his life. I mean, he's second to Pharaoh. And it's like, you don't know you didn't want his life. Mm-hmm. He was hated by his family. He was in jail. He lived a really rough life for mm-hmm. a very long time, for years and years and years. You know, <laughs> you don't want his life. Mm-hmm. You, you don't you don't want that. Um, and so we just have so much mess here with this family. And it continues on. I mean, with Jacob, Jacob and Laban, Laban lies to him again, right, about uh, their wealth. God has really blessed everything that's going on. They have a lot of animals, a lot of money, a lot of things, and, and Jacob wants to take his family and go, and Laban uh, deceives him and really steals 
from him after they after they make a deal, but yet still we see God's hand in that. He he still continues to bless yeah. Laban or uh, Jacob. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you said, you were talking about all the sins we see here, and really Jacob's family is basically like the Corinthian church of first Corinthians. I was just thinking that. Yeah. I mean like I everything there's that. idolatry, yeah. right? His wives are still hiding idols. Mm-hmm. Jacob has to say, let's put them away guys. <laughs> you know, there's jealousy, there's infighting, there's sexual immorality, there's backbiting, there's false beliefs. And yet God looks at them and says, but you were washed. You were justified. Yeah, you were sanctified in the name of the Lord saints. Jesus. Jesus. You know, you are, yeah. to the saints in the Corinth. Yeah. yeah, and so, and yet they are also calling upon the name of the Lord. And so that's actually, I think, one of the things that's very helpful. It should be very comforting to us because there's no sin that doesn't overtake us, that didn't overtake this this first community of faith. And, and yet God used them. And God, at the end, we see the wonderful blessings that do come to the family that God works it out for good. But I guess that's just a very good encouragement that even whenever things seem really bleak, God still has his people there. And no matter how jacked up we are, and we are, um, it's still the people of God. And you still got to be faithful to them and love them and and trust that God's good plan is going to work out. Yeah, one of the things with Jacob that's different than what we'll see with Joseph is in Jacob's life, there's never anything spectacular that ends up happening where you're like, man, I wish I could be Jacob. Right. That's his revival moment. No, nope, like you said, he, he, yeah, you go wrestle with God. You're never going to be the same again. Yeah. And then he lies. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> again, right? I mean, and so when you look at Jacob, yeah, you just, you can see yourself in that of like, mm-hmm. I don't live a life of anything special. Now, he ended up massing a lot of wealth, it says. He had a lot of goats. There was, there was a blessing there. Um, but yeah, he's, he's always on the go. Never has a, never has a true home, it doesn't seem like. Right, he's he's fighting with his sibling. Um, he has trouble within his own house because his wives don't get along, his kids don't get along. Uh, in the end, right? I mean, you just have all this stuff, and it's just like I think when we really think about our lives, we can see that too because we mm-hmm. all our families are most of the time pretty messed up, right? We have things that our struggles within our within our own family. We don't think we're very special because we just have a a normal job. You know, we're just making it. All of us here pretty soon. Guess what? Tax season. We're gonna be thinking about that, right? We're just like I'm not I'm not Joseph. I'm not I'm not David. I d I don't have any of this. So we we just think of ourselves, I think, in a way that's very uh low and and minimal. And I I can see that when I look at Jacob. Like I would I I don't think I'd like Jacob. I don't think I would get along with Jacob. I don't think I would trust Jacob. He would not be somebody that I would want to be around and be with. Um, yet, as we said, he's been justified. God has poured his grace out on him. God has chosen him in his family, yeah. in his line. Of all the ones that God could have chose, he chose them. Mm-hmm. Not because of their own merit or their own worth, just because God said, I'm going, I love you. Yeah, and the Christian life looks like this. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like Jacob's life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a gradual progression. There's never a, a point of perfection. In fact, you think at some points, um, just when Jacob's family, like, you know, right, they get through chapter 34, right? They're in the land, like you mentioned with Dinah, right? She's... Um, ashamed and so his sons start going and playing being like dad and start bargaining and saying listen we'll do this and then you know we know what happens they they, they, they slaughter a city there's, a, there's genocide there's, yeah. they slaughter a whole city mm-hmm. 
and then you then chapter 35 happens right okay let's put away our gods and it seems like a wonderful moment well just when the peace seems like it's there then we get to uh uh, and Joseph is sold by his brothers, the jealousy that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so, and he loses his wife, right? Jacob has to bury his, his wife, Rachel. He, so he loses someone that's very important to him. And then it looks like he's lost his favorite son. Um, and then, so like you can understand that at the very end of Jacob's life, whenever he's before Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh sees him and says, how many are the days of the years of your life? And Jacob says, the days of the years of my sojourning. Notice he says, Jacob says, I've never had a home. Mm-hmm. I've sojourned my whole life are 130 years. Few and evil have been the days of my life, and they have not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers and the days of their sojourning. So Jacob throughout his life eventually realized I'm a pilgrim looking to a different land, but his life was very hard. And I'm, I'm assuming that if we were to meet Jacob with his limp and to see him after going through all this stuff, his face probably bore the marks of somebody who's had a rough life. Mm-hmm. He's been through a lot, but that's the Christian life is you're, you're gradually being the old person. The old Jacob is being killed, crucified with Christ so that the new can be raised with God or raised with Christ and be changed. But that's a slow, painful process. But there's a lot of hope there in Jacob's life, too, with confidence in God's grace that saves us despite who we are. Yeah, there's a ton of hope in his life because, as as we said, you know, Sunday morning, there's people who think, I, I'm i not worthy of God. I, I've done stuff too bad. You know, the people who they don't want to come into a church building because of shame or guilt, um, whatever it might be. The story of Jacob should be life-giving to them to see that and to hear this is who God has chosen. Yeah. This is who God has chosen. Like his name rings out <laughs> forever. Uh, the God of Abraham, of Isaac and of Jacob, God changes Jacob's name to Israel. Have you ever heard of Israel? Yeah. Yeah. That like that, his name was, <laughs> that was his name. Godfighter. <laughs> yeah. Like, but when you look at his life, yeah, he's, he's not worthy, but that's not what it's about. It's not about our, our worthiness. It's about what God has done for us. And that's what we have in, in Jacob. And that's the good news that that's why a message like that is so to me, it's so easy to give because it's, it's, it's just, it's just the gospel. It's just look at this messed up man. You feel like you are a messed up man today, but this is what God has done for you. Uh, now we go to Christ, right? We, we say, this is who we are in Christ. God has done all this in Christ for you. Um, but he has done it for you, right? We, we have the privilege of being able to say that. And, and I hope that people grasp that yesterday and hearing that message of in the midst of this horrible life of Jacob, God still moved and worked and loved Jacob. And Jacob is with God in glory now. And one day we will be with him and we might get to see that face, you know, <laughs> that you talked about and, and talk with him, you know, um, and and we look we look forward to that, and again Jacob, again this is conjecture, but it's nothing he did, and I think he would say that, and that's where that's where we need to end up being is this gospel message that we have isn't about ourselves, mm-hmm. it's about God and what He has done and what He has done for sinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the very end of his life, again later on when he blesses the boys. He says, he talks about the angel who has redeemed me from every evil. Mm-hmm. The angel, the messenger, the uh, the promised one. 
And I can't help but he's thinking about, too, that, that one that he wrestled with. Yeah, the one he fought. <laughs> That's the messenger from God, but he's the one who's redeemed me out of every evil. Mm-hmm. So at the end of Jacob's life, it's not, look at, look at my awesome Christian growth. Mm-hmm. Wow, I've really progressed since where I used to be. No, Jacob, at the end of his life, just says, the angel, God's messenger that he sent to rescue me from every problem I've faced, whether at the beginning of my life or the end of my life, um, bless these boys. That's what he says. Yeah, there's been some good saints that I've been had the privilege of being by around their deathbed, you know, and they all say the, the same thing. You know, they talk about being tired. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about God's faithfulness. They always seem to put in there, though, life hasn't been easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but God has been good, and I trust that he will be, and I'm ready to go home. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they just see it. I, I think it's a growth you just don't get until you get in that spot you can't it's you know what i mean it's something you acquire you cannot just adopt that you acquire that yeah um but uh, i'm thankful to look at jacob's life and see how god used him who we would say a a scoundrel but god said yeah but that's my my scoundrel that i'm gonna (laughs) that i'm gonna use for my purposes and so it's interesting too the name israel not only means contender as god you know God fighter, but also struggle. And so we see that, kind of like what you were saying, Spencer, the idea of sojourning, you know, as a sojourner, and, and Hebrews picks up on that, of course, in Hebrews chapter 11, it's a, it's a life of struggle, you know, in the Pilgrim's Progress, uh, Christian, the main character, says, I'm trudging through darkness toward the celestial city. You know, it's that idea that, that even though God called and elected his people in Israel, it still denoted struggle. And such is our lives, too. That's the Christian life, you know, mm-hmm. until until we're with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. That's right. Anything else, Jacob? I'm sure there's more. I think we're going to start doing on Wednesday nights, right, Spencer? A little thing, because the mm-hmm. women have a Bible study right now. So with the men, we're going to go through a book that's on Jacob's mm-hmm. life. Uh, just a little. Yeah. You're going to take us out to kill a deer. Have a wrestling. So we're going to be wrestling we, involved. We might go buy a goat. It's out and of season. Butcher it. It's out of season. Um, we could get a goat. Might still be in season in Ohio, but could kill a squirrel. Yeah. I mean, you got a goose. Scott, we can kill so. squirrels right now. Goose, goat. I don't you, have a goose anymore. You did. I'm saying you bought a goose, so you could do a goat now. We could know? do goat. Get a goat. I probably could find a goat somewhere. I didn't kill the goose myself, though. I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just making sure. laughs> I thought, I thought you went to Veterans Park and grabbed one of those. It'd probably fight you. It will fight you. You'd be wrestling that thing. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, this will wrap that up then. Uh, we'll continue with Joseph's life, looking uh, probably at uh, some of his dreams there that we are introduced to there in Chapter 37. Uh, right off the bat again i don't know how long we'll be in this series but hopefully we'll just uh, enjoy looking at at joseph and seeing how god used him and we'll continue to use him here so uh hopefully we'll see you this uh this coming sunday we got a lot going on actually this week in the life of the church so we hopefully will see you before sunday um but if if we don't if we don't see you until sunday we hope that you have a, a great week god bless